<laughs> my cat just came up and started smelling my glass of tequila. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nanaba Duncan, and this is Media Girlfriends. You just heard me quack-quack-quying with Anupa Mystery, who has been on this podcast before, but back then she was senior editor at The Fader Magazine in Canada. Today, she is creative producer at Vivo in New York. A lot has happened. Uh, This is pretty fresh. So Anupa's got thoughts. She's got thoughts. So I thought I would talk to her on the phone. So she sat on her bed with her tequila and her cat and we had a conversation. How long have you been in New York now? Uh, I have been in New York. What day is it today? May 22nd. I have been in New York for just under five weeks. I didn't realize actually that I left Toronto on April 16th. So on 416. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's funny. (laughs) I know. I didn't realize it. Um, But yeah. What did you do today at work? I went, I was in, I was in some meetings. Um, a big part of my day actually was taken up by like leaving work to go look at an apartment because apartment hunting in New York is real and people, oh, if, really? you have a good, if you have a good boss, they will let you do things like that because. What? Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, so you can but, take a day off to do that. So Not you a haven't day found off. an apartment I, I yet. I didn't take a day off. I, I just left the office for about an hour and a bit. It was right. raining, so it slowed me down. Um, I uh, watched some footage uh, that I need to, like, work with an editor on on condensing um, into a certain amount of time. I, like track down some music videos that we'd like to use in these pieces of mm-hmm. content, um, send some emails, etc. Okay. Um, Anupa, why did you leave Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, because I was back this weekend, and I was just like, oh, I fucking miss it. Oh, really? Um yeah, yeah, you know, it's like on a quiet downtown street and the houses are all fucking cute and the birds <laughs> were chirping and I was just like, <laughs> um, but you left for a reason. Well, I left because I was just, I, you know, okay, so I left because I got a good opportunity. Let's say that, like, on okay. the face of it, I left because I got a good opportunity, um, but like the inverse of that good opportunity or like kind of like the massive actual body of the iceberg below (laughs) that like tip that you see which is a good opportunity is that um you know this good opportunity would as far as I'm concerned never ever come along in like my career in Canada um and how do you know that because I've been doing what I've been doing for 10 years and I've never been offered a job in media for the most part, except for like two, three month contracts at the CBC. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I'm very confident, you know, that it would have never happened. And I also, you know, I, I the like quote unquote offers I was getting in Canada, 
know we're all like things that were like way below like where I'm at in my career you know like a week before I left I got an offer for a staff writer job from a media company that will be I will mm-hmm. withhold the name although like most people can probably figure out you've worked like, there before no, I haven't fucking worked there before. I haven't worked anywhere before. Except no, but I mean, you like, you had written for that place. Sure, before. once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, it was like we really love the work that you're doing over at Fader, and it's like, well, I'm an editor at Fader. I'm shaping content at Fader, and now you're offering me a fucking junior role. Like, I don't understand. Mm. Do you not understand what I'm doing? Okay, <laughs> like. Cool. Also, like, you're, like, a 30-plus-year-old man. Like, you would never have accepted this offer at that stage in your career. Like, how dare you fucking offer this to me? But whatever. Mm. So you must get so angry at this kind of stuff. Well, because it's like you said. It's like you see yourself as, like, a superstar. And, you know, like, (laughs) I... (laughs) I did say that earlier when we were talking. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I I really Deep do down, believe I think in myself. And I think yeah, you do too. Yeah. I believe in myself. It's the industry, the Canadian industry in particular that has made me feel really self-conscious and um mm. has has made me like doubt myself, you know? Yeah. That that doesn't come from me, you know? I know I know I'm good at what I do. I know I have good ideas. I know that the ideas that I had five, six years ago, everyone's fucking doing now. I Ceiling. Yeah, it, does, it, does, it does make me fucking angry, you know? It, it also, you know, part of it is anger towards myself. I think if I was, like, more of an opportunist or more willing to, like, put certain parts of, like, myself out there uh, in ways that I'm not willing to, um, then maybe this would... I, I could find a way to spin this in my favor. But, you Wait, know, what like, do you mean I'm, by that? Do you mean, like, put, I don't know, put... like, I feel like I could, like, probably, like, like use social media to my advantage in this situation. Okay. But I'm just, like, not fucking willing to also be, like, sitting there on Twitter. Like, Twitter makes me feel insane. So, like, I don't really like to spend a lot of time on there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of anger like toward the industry, but also a, there's some anger towards myself too, you know, um, uh, for not, I don't know, leveraging that anger in, in a certain way, which we can do now in this era. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so many eras. Well, now you have been, so you've been plucked, um, <laughs> yeah. and you have moved over to Vivo, which is, a huge company and you're right like in the middle of New York it is for some people a super dream thing do you feel awesome yeah I feel really good uh sometimes I feel really smug and I need to like rein it in a bit Uh, (laughs) what do you mean by smug um you know I think like you know we were talking a little bit before you started recording about um this whole the the cultural appropriation slash mm. diversity thing and you know like I've like said a couple things and then like I kind of feel like 
it's like, oh, but I like, I'm here now. Although I'm like, whatever the fuck, like I've just been here for like four weeks. Like, does that mean I it's cannot not, comment? Wait a second. You're uh, saying that you felt, you felt that maybe you were being smug because you weighed in on the conversation about cultural yeah, appropriation? Yeah, from, from afar, you know? Like, yeah, but you're still part of, on. like it's, yeah, but you have experience in the, in the industry. I think that you weighing Actually, in. Actually, and to be honest, like my opinions based on my like experience in the industry come from like having left because of experiencing all of like those fucking shenanigans, you know, feeling Mm -hmm. like supremely marginalized by that industry. Right. 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 Yeah. So I can understand why you feel like you're being smug sometimes, but in that instance, I don't think, I don't think you were, but um, I want to, I want to focus back on, on you. I know I started that, but um, yes, please don't let the white people fucking take over my narrative. <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way. Okay, so I'm thinking about the brown girl in New York who left Toronto. And mm-hmm. um, now you're feeling awesome and you're over there. Um, who was surprised? I don't know if anyone was surprised because I feel like I kind of snuck out. You kind of did, girl. You... Yeah, you kind of snuck. And you were good about that. I think maybe there's some fear around even leaving um, because you were plucked. But, you know. I mean, was... really, like, to be very honest, the fear around my leaving was just, like, I didn't know if I was going to get a visa or not. You know, it wasn't, oh, like really? I was, it wasn't about, like, trying to keep some grand secret. The fear around my leaving was, like, it would suck to make a big deal about this and then not be able to get across the border for whatever reason. But, you know, reason being 2017. Yeah. Um, So that was kind of why I was, like, let me not, like, talk about this too much because until it's, like, real, right? Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I'm generally like that. Like, even in jobs before, it's, like, I never wanted to say anything until, like, my first day in the door. Yeah. When I was, like, oh, you really do want me here. Okay, cool. (laughs) And so you're a creative producer. You're going to be producing content for Vivo, like original content. That is so different from being an editor at Fader. Mm-hmm. So are you, I don't know, are you... Why? Well, no, not even, you know what, you could answer that. But my question is more about how are you feeling about using different skills and sort of having to stretch yourself and, you know, are you scared at all? No, I mean it's crazy. That's awesome. A lot of a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, are you nervous?" Blah blah blah, and it was like, "Cause that's all. That's what we would all be. <laughs> we're all projecting." I guess. <laughs> you know what? I'm not scared because this is the first time in my life that I've been hired, based on like the recognition, <laughs> some recognition of like the fact that I'm a capable human being. Mm. That like I've been hired like with with trust, you know, and. I know that. And so I'm not nervous, you know, of course there are many hard skills that relate to video production that I don't have, but like story, uh, understanding how to work with artists, interviewing, um, all that stuff, all that like stuff that you can't teach that actually comes from a decade of doing that kind of work. You have, I do have that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, the technical stuff is easy to learn. Like I'm a fast learner. That's, that stuff is fine. And to be honest, I'm really, really excited about that. That's why I took this job. I took this job because I was like, Oh, like I get to learn a brand new skill. That's actually super exciting. There's Mm -hmm. not much that I could do in the like 
editorial, like in the magazine, print, uh, digital writing world that would feel challenging in the same way. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I wanted to challenge. I also like wanted to, I think the last time that we talked, like I told you, it's like, I didn't, I don't want to be a writer. Mm -hmm. I remember. Um, And this is, this is part of that, right? Like part of it is like, I need to and want to learn new skills um, so that I can like have more power. (laughs) Yes. No. Oh my gosh. I totally get that. Um, I have felt that way for a long time. And that's something that, you know, it happens when you work in a place that uh, either loses money or they start cutting jobs. You're just, you start to think, damn, like I need to learn all the things so that I'm a person who's capable of, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like a, a self-preservation yeah. thing, it, at least, it, you know. This is absolutely a decision made out of self-preservation, um, 100%. And not even because I'm like, ooh, I want to be nimble and, like, be able to, like, move laterally. It's like, okay, like, I want to be able to learn this stuff so that, like, I can, like, you know, be, my, like, ideally, like, come back to Canada and be able to work in, like, an executive role because yes. I understand yeah. writing. I understand, like, I understand, like, multi-platform content, you know? Like, that yeah. is, that is, So you like, want to be sort goal. of like a multi-platform content executive producer? Well, I mean, that's a very specific <laughs> I just made title. that up right now. <laughs> I just want to be, I just want to be able to, like, tell stories in, like, different ways or actually not even necessarily do the storytelling myself, but be able to, like, dictate that, mm-hmm. um, wh- what that, what that looks like. So it's interesting. I feel like, I mean, that that's not very specific, but at the same time, I feel like I'm starting to get even, I'm starting to get closer and closer to, like, kind of my perceived goals Mm -hmm. when I started doing this although what my goal was when I started doing this like 10 years ago it it definitely didn't look like this you know what I mean but um what was that goal but I don't know like probably would have been like to be an editor-in-chief of a magazine and now I'm like I don't even know if I would want that you know yeah actually I mean I don't want to I don't want to like you know like put bad omens or like yeah shoot yourself in the foot or whatever yeah I don't want to shoot myself in the foot on air and be like I don't want that but like (laughs) it's just like you started to see the picture bigger and I think that's like that makes sense to be honest I was seeing the picture bigger like five years ago but there's no way that I would have been able to like do that in Toronto it just wouldn't have happened Mm. I mean like I think that maybe some people are hired based on like kind of their suite of skills versus like the hard skills on paper but like I don't think anyone in Toronto would have given me the chance like this person knows stories so like let's bring her into a video context actually you know like I feel like that would never have been extended to me so do you um, think that's an American thing yeah absolutely it is because I see the jobs that my friends here get you know they're getting hired for for jobs outside of the editorial world, but that still have to do with content, but maybe have to do, I don't know, maybe take a different uh, focus. Maybe it's more consumer facing or maybe it's, 
I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe it's uh, on a different kind of platform, but like, uh, that's why so many um, writers here are being tapped to work in television, you know, people see that you have, uh, you know how to tell a story, or that you understand social context, or that you are plugged into, like, um, I don't know, there's so many, like, people who kind of work in, like, in music capacities who are hired to do like programming or mm. whether it's for a, a venue or a festival or a concert or um or like radio you know what I mean or mm-hmm. like or going over to like a Beats One or something like that people don't take like what you do so literally you know mm-hmm. and you know I shouldn't I shouldn't say that that doesn't happen in Canada I think that people only like have the imagination for people to be kind of beyond what their title is on paper, but that imagination only extends to white men in in Toronto or in Canada specifically, because I don't see anyone else getting like hired for like kind of more out of the box jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, You really think that? I had never, I've never thought of it that way. I'm not saying that it's not true, but I hadn't thought of it that way. I hadn't thought yeah, of it there's that so way. many there's so many capable people like in Toronto, but like I mean, I believe like, that i I feel like uh, for us, it's like, well, let me see your resume, well, oh, mm. but you don't have this, so uh, i guess I guess you can't, but like mm-hmm. i I'm not gonna name names, but like I have seen people go from doing what I do to having much better, more covetable jobs mm-hmm. um and I'm like what because basically I'm doing that stuff better anyway. So right. um yeah. It makes I don't me know. think that weird. I hate I hate sounding so negative about it. No, well it's, I'm it's asking you questions. It's been really it. shitty, you no, know. It's, it's okay. It's just like look man, like I feel like Canada I, I agree with you. Like I think that it's not like American uh, Canadians don't think that way in terms of seeing a person who knows how to tell a story and then asking them to tell a story maybe in just a different way. I think that that is happening. I just think my sense is just that Americans, American companies, if I may be so general, um, have just been doing that more and and Yeah, and also, like, I'm I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to be so, like, narrow-minded as to, to to not like bring up the fact that there's more money here there's more opportunities exactly here. Like, yeah there's the so playing much. yeah field a lot of is, but it's also like there are really cool jobs in Canada that only certain people get hired for like let's just be fucking yep. honest about that stuff you know um this is something that I have asked every female um, friend who has gotten a job like in the past year which is did you negotiate yeah I mean it wasn't like an intense negotiation but yeah I did did you have any fear around this or were you um, cool with it did you have a method because um, I know that negotiating negotiating salary is difficult uh for many people but also mm-hmm. known to be very difficult for women um so I'm always interested to find out like what my friends are doing yeah I mean like so here's the thing right like so many people in the past have been like why don't you go to New York why don't you go to New York and for me it was like I mean there's many reasons why 
I stayed in Toronto. Chiefly, it was that I believe in Toronto, and I think that Toronto needs, like, quality mm-hmm. arts journalism, and that's why I stayed, because I wanted to do that. Um, but also, I didn't move to New York because after a certain point, I was like, damn, like, I don't want to move to New York and be broke. Like, I'm yeah. kind of past that kind of past the like have five roommates stage of my life you know and I had a really good quality of life in Toronto and I just I wasn't necessarily willing to give that up unless I was being paid what I felt was enough to live in New York Mm -hmm. um and let's also be clear like as time passed as time has passed (laughs) how much you need to make in New York to be comfortable has increased you know what I mean so while I was making these mental calculations probably like five six years ago of what it would take to be comfortable like I'm sure it's gone through the roof since then but um so so that was like a huge factor for me I was like I had a number in my mind that was Mm -hmm. like this is what I need to make bare minimum Mm -hmm. to be okay with moving to New York because I'm not okay with moving to New York and being broke yeah like like thrifty like of course I always like manage my finances but I just didn't want to like have to come here and like like have a lot of the stress that I had like when I was in my early 20s about money you know what I mean when mm-hmm. I was making like $28,000 a year or whatever the whatever it was well you're not um, making $28,000 now <laughs> no my god imagine <laughs> Like if oh my god if no I that's twenty eight thousand dollars a year we wouldn't be talking on Wi Fi in the <laughs> apartment I would be in like a Starbucks or a McDonald's <laughs> trying to get in the fucking train station trying to get whatever Wi Fi I could get <laughs> so you had this number in your head and then yeah. did you say it or did you say did you say the number first did your employer say the number first how did it go down let me see if I can find the emails oh. Okay. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I said. Oh, maybe he said it first. Yeah, maybe they. Okay, so he did say arrange first. I emailed back with arrange that was slight, it, slightly higher. I mean, mm-hmm. what he said was kind of around the range that I wanted, mm-hmm. but I wanted more, um, and I knew I could probably get more. Um, How did so, you know that? Um. I don't know. You just kind of like know which companies have money, <laughs> right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, I know it's Vivo, so like I would ask for everything. But I mean, mm-hmm. did you know? But also, well, but it's it's not that. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't be that flagrant about it. it, okay. it like I was like, you know what? Even if they don't have this money, I need to at least ask for what I want. Like, oh my if, god! If, That's if the number that he's putting out there is touching what I want, you know, it's kind of like the lower end of what I want. Then I'm going to ask for what I actually want. Um, because at the very least, then he's going to say no or, like, meet me at the top end of what he's offering or something like that, right? right. Um, uh, I don't I don't know if I want this part on the podcast, actually, in another, but... <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, because I don't want people to know how much money I make. No, I, but I don't, I don't want them to either. I think the point is just that you had a number and you were lucky in this case where you ended up getting what you wanted and perhaps even more. That doesn't always happen, but... I think what's important um, for people to hear is that you had a number and you asked for it. You asked for it even though you thought maybe you may not get it. Like you in yourself asked for what you wanted. And I can't tell you how important that is for people (laughs) to hear. Because a lot of people are just simply not asking for what they want. And I I have been that person. 
Well, I had this conversation. I think I mentioned it to you maybe when, you know, you and I were talking about your kind of salary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had this conversation with my friend Neha, I think, like, last year sometime. And we were both talking about, like, how the goal, the goal, the goal is to make six figures. And, it, <laughs> like, it kind of, I don't remember how it dawned on me. I don't remember if it was in conversation with her or what happened. But at some point I came to the realization that, she and I were like treating six figures like, oh my god, yeah, that is so much money, like blah yeah. blah blah, whatever. And I was like, people get paid that shit all the time. Sure do. It's usually a certain kind of person, and it's not even a thing. It's literally, it's not even a thing. And I don't, I don't want to say that to sound cavalier about money or like any of that stuff. It's not, it's not about saying, oh, it's not a lot of money. It's a lot. Your of point money. is that you were, you were putting the six figures on a huge pedestal when, which makes it unattainable that, in our heads. Exactly. Exactly. I, 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 to be honest, grow, like growing up, like I never thought I would ever make that money because I don't come from that kind of household where people make that kind of money. And, um, I don't know. I just never, I just never thought that I would make that kind of money ever. And then I was like, but people who are dumber than me and do less work than me and uh, just walk into jobs, make that kind of money. So Mm -hmm. like, why can't I? And first of all, that means a, I'm infinitely deserving of that kind of money. And it's not about the money itself, right? It's, it's definitely not about the money itself. It's just a mental thing. It's just like, whatever, the money is the money. Like, for me, that means I can help my family out. It means, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's what that, what, what that kind of money would mean to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to achieve that for me is, it's, it's just about, like, kind of breaking down, like, those mental barriers that I've grown up with. It's just about like myth busting for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just want to do that so that like, you know, I know we're talking about all this like diversity stuff right now. And like, I just like want to get past it and I don't want to get past it in a post-racial kind of way. I just want to get past it because like, I just want to focus on like being able to like do the actual work of like fixing things instead of like dwelling on how hard up I've had it because I think I spent a long time doing that. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I feel like I'm in a bit more of a power phase in my career now. Well, and I'm, I, like, I'd say. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, like, these are, like, kind of the tangible, these are, like, more of the tangible markers for me, you know, like, being able to make, if not, like, that, if not six figures, at least, like, being able to ask for and receive what I want um, or, you know, be compensated in like good vacation time or uh, get a job where my boss respects my opinion and trusts me. Um, Those kinds of things are like the tangible steps towards like me being like where I want to be, you know, Mm -hmm, does that mm -hmm. make sense? I think I'm like a little bit. No, no, it's okay. It, it, it totally, it totally makes sense to me. Um, And uh, it's, it's it's a physical barrier. That number is a, it's, to me anyway it's it's a physical barrier and I just like want to break through it to be like okay like I'm here so but like physical and what now yeah Yeah. physical right but it is it's absolutely entirely mental but like to me it feels like a that's that's actually how crazy it is that it feels like a physical barrier you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and I just want to get through it so I could 
just continue on with the work. I totally and for me the work is, the work is the work is like me being in that space. Me being in that space with those fucking mediocre people who are making that kind of money anyway, but like me doing like more infinitely more significant work because it's it's not just like interesting and relevant or whatever. It's also like community facing. It's also like bringing mm-hmm. people into the fold. Like that mm-hmm. that I, I, is what I want. Will you be keeping this in mind as you do your work? But I because always, now you're I, creating stuff. I mean, but I've always kept this in mind, you know? Like, for me, it's not just about, like, having more brown and black and indigenous and this and that journalists writing about arts and culture. It was having us write about things that just didn't reflect our experiences. So, like, I didn't just want black people writing about hip-hop and R&B or brown people writing about hip-hop and R&B and, like, you know, whatever, South Asian music or South Asian artists. Like, to me, that's that's not fucking interesting at all, you know? And, like, I also think that it, personally, I don't think it's, like, uh, very good at, like, challenging people to become better at what they do, you know? Like, I think part of the reason that I'm good at what I do is, like, I came up, like, writing about lots of different things, including things that I didn't like or things that I didn't necessarily identify with, but I had to find my way into them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my goal, I think, in, like, everything I do is to, like, support people of color, specifically young women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will continue to do that in this role in like whatever way possible and and in ways for me for me really it's it's about doing it in ways that are um that promote like sustainability so like not just like being like oh here you can do this thing this one time and get a x amount freelance check it's like here how about you take on this like ongoing freelance thing or here uh I want to see you do this because when I know that someone is hiring for something like I want to be able to recommend you you know what I mean Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is what matters to me like I'm that stuff matters to me a lot and that's part of the reason why I feel like I'm ranting now but like you're not ranting at all I think like that's also part of the reason why I want to be in this like six figures like realm this like power realm because like when you get into that space you know more people in that space mm-hmm. and when you know more people in that space even if I don't have direct hiring power or if I don't have a job that someone can take now people come to me all the time now or I shouldn't say all the time people come to me often now mm-hmm. and want to know who should I hire for this or I have really yeah. Interesting. And I have names for them. And that feels yeah. good. Yeah. And, like, that's not stuff that I, like, publicize, obviously, because it would just be, like, really weird and stuff like that. But, like, that is, to me, that is part of the work. Like, so when I talk about, like, things like, I don't know, like, like about community and stuff like that, or, like, about um, being able to promote 
quote unquote diversity, which is just a word I'm starting to hate and I just can't think of another word to use right Same. now. Same. Um when I think about when I talk about that stuff, I'm not just talking about like, hey, I'm going to do a video segment, uh, create this piece of video content about this artist that I really like. It's about like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, that's like the the most public facing thing that I can do, but that's actually not the most significant work that I can do. The most significant work mm-hmm. that I can do is like get more and more young women. Mm-hmm. young not white women into these industries and get paid like yeah. to me that is like that is like the legacy that if I'm like being real like that is the legacy that I like want to leave and I like think that I might be able to like make good on that I I like that's why I want <laughs> power you know Anupa I'm with you I feel the <laughs> same way I really feel the same way. It's like, I really want, I'm, and that's something I've been starting to feel or think about lately is mentorship and just like, I want anyone that was like me eight to 10 years ago to feel empowered to do the work and to just get in and not have to feel like she's begging or, or doesn't belong or that she has to like um change her story in a certain way to fit you know what i'm saying mhm i i i i totally i love that you're that you're thinking this way and how great is that a leg- is that a legacy for you to i think that's a wonderful legacy to be thinking of yeah i mean and that's like why like I mean, that's why it, like, comes back to, like, I don't want to be a writer. Like, like the work that I want to do isn't, like, public-facing work, you know? The work that I want to do is, for me, it feels deeper. It feels more significant. It's not about me. It's about something bigger than me. Um, I love you so and, much. And, uh, I love you, too. I mean, that's, like, that's why we're friends. Like, I guess yeah, so. Like, I know that you're about that. Like, obviously, I know you're about that because, like, when I started at the CDC, you were like, who are you? Instead of, like, fucking, like, eyeing me up and down, you know no. what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but don't say that. People are like that, right? Like, Still, though, are they really still like that? Hell, yeah, people are like that. I'm not saying about me, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying in general. Of course people are like that. People are competitive, and, like, I kind of get it, but, like, I mostly don't get it, um, especially, like, when you hear about those people, like, then – writing think pieces about diversity because I'm like actually no this is just about you it's not about anyone but you and like that's fucked up so huh hmm I would love to know what that's about but I will not ask you know what that's about (laughs) as I take a sip of my tequila (laughs) I'm so proud of you Thank you. I'm proud of you. I'm not too. your mom. Even though I can't or even listen your to big your sister or anything like that. Podcast. What's that? Even though I can't listen to your show as a podcast. <laughs> oh, the fresh air. Ah, you know, it's fine. Um, don't say I, that. I know, I know. I just, I don't mean to dismiss my show. I just, it is, I haven't put my stamp on it just yet. Do you know? Yeah, and, I know. But that takes time. It does. It does take time. And that's why maybe I feel like you don't, 
you can listen, but you wouldn't be listening to the show that I, I where I want it to be just yet. So I'm okay with some of my friends not really listening right now because it's not where I want it to be. And that doesn't mean that it's not good right now. It's good. It's a good show. But um, I have It just ideas. needs to be in podcast form so I can download it and put it when I'm on the subway because I got like a 45-minute <laughs> commute. No, okay. Just because you said that, I will start tweeting more of the interviews that I've I did an interview with Debbie Young and holy fuck, she's awesome. She's amazing. Awesome. Debbie Young, the artist, the dub poet, the playwright. Anyway. So wait, wait. Yeah. No, why are you trying to get me off the phone? Okay, cool. What your kids are in bed. Well, I don't um, <laughs> Yeah, they are in bed. You're right. Wait, what? So like, you're just, you're just trying to talk to these amazing women, yeah. basically? I mean, you're on my show, I've, I've I've tried to get a number of great women, women, and to to his credit, my producer is really good at um, finding great women to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my goal is to what's your what's your mandate? Like, what kind of women? Because I'm the, just saying, we could put an open call at the end of this podcast. Oh, if well. you know, uh, if you know, blank. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll put it this way. I want to. Feature women who are living and working in Ontario and who are doing something. That's really what it's about. Because um, most of the, it, so long as it's, it's usually around, um, yeah, almost anything. Is almost it about anything. around the arts? A lot of it is around the arts. But yo, if you're an engineer or you work in STEM and you're doing great things in your industry especially if you're a woman of color i want to know what you're doing especially if if it's an event if you're putting on a conference if you're like yeah yeah that's that's really what i want if you are a woman doing something (laughs) email (laughs) nanaba.duncan at pbc.ca yeah yeah you should So that was my very supportive media girlfriend, Anupa Mystery. She's a creative producer at Vivo in New York, and she has been there for a fresh five weeks. So I was thinking maybe in a few months, we might just do a little check-in with her again. If you want to follow Anupa, you can find her on Twitter at underscore Anupa. And if you want, you can also go back and listen to her other episode on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Stitcher. And you can find me on Twitter as well, at MediaGFS. And the hashtag is MediaGirlfriends.